Welcome to the Alternative History Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher, and with me as always is... Rodrigo Monaco Barros. Good evening. So on this podcast, what we do is we we take a topic, um, we talk about what happened and determine whether or not it should have had a different different outcome, different result, or in the case that we're going to talk about today, if the perception of it should have changed. An an alternative history, if you will. Yes. So uh, today we're going to be talking about Waterworld, the 1995 Kevin Costner epic. Um, Some may say not so epic, but... Um, 1995 movie, Waterworld, Kevin Costner. Uh, it has been deemed a flop, pretty much perception-wise, um, since since it came out. Since it came out, yeah. exactly. So what we're looking to do with this episode, we're, we're kind of coming at this from a slightly different angle than we have in, in, the, in the previous episodes, where we're not necessarily looking to change a direct result of that, that, that occurred from the movie, so much as we're trying to change the perception that people have of the movie. We'll discuss that. So what is the thesis, Brian? So the thesis is that Waterworld is not a flop. So before we break into Waterworld, let's talk about 1995. Yeah, so the movie came out in 1995. So what we want to do is kind of lay, give you the lay of the land, let you know what the general vibe uh, pop culture-wise was in 1995. Exactly. So just so people know, like, 1995, what came out that year... Uh, I'm just going to give you the highest grossing movies that year. They were, in order, Toy Story. I'm very familiar with that movie. Die Hard Children. with a Vengeance. Awesome. Probably one of my favorite action movies. GoldenEye, which I think is one of the best Bond movies. I'm not a Bond guy, but I hear it's pretty good. A film called Seven. One of one of my favorite movies, yeah. Uh, another movie called Pocahontas. So uh, yeah. Disney. Yeah, so Disney 1995. Yeah. That's pretty good top five grossing movies. Uh, the biggest hit singles, music-wise. This is, this is kind of hard. I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> Coolio's uh, Gangsta's Paradise. That's yeah. a good song. That was a good one. Uh, Shaggy, Bombastic. I love yeah. that song. Uh, I don't remember this shit. Take That released back. Uh, the band was called Take That. They released a song called Back for Good. I can't recall it at all. Uh, I, I It's in my brains, right? Yeah. It's in there. I, I kind of know how it goes. I am not going to punish it. our listeners. I really by, appreciate that. But <laughs> it, it basically, it's... I, I want you know what I'm not even gonna do it. you know Google the shit right I'll, I'll yeah, take a look so like, if you're listening to this and you want to know what it is Google it or YouTube it it it's probably I mean back in the 90s it might have been cool probably a horseshit now fair but. enough speaking of such something that might be the case also the uh, fourth biggest hit single of 1995 was Michael Jackson's "You Are Not Alone." Not one of his better ones, but it's still MJ though. It's still a big hit. Hey, you can't argue with it. You know, you never. Made some MJ is better than no MJ. Exactly. And then U uh, two's uh, uh, "Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me" was the first that was song. A, uh, that was from the Batman, one of the Batman soundtrack. movies. I can't remember. I'll know it's in my list somewhere. I'll, I'll, I can't remember exactly which Batman was, but it was definitely. I think, I think it was Forever. Batman Forever, which oh, positive. was kind of the. And so real quick, just one last little pop culture reference. The top five albums based on hit singles that year. I know you'll like this. Me, not so much. Uh, the number one album for that year, or, or whatever, based on hit singles, is uh, Radiohead's The Benz. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Radiohead fan. I don't really get it. I'm not really into him too much anymore, but I was back in the day, while, and he used to always complain that he sounded like he was whining, which kind of, I mean, yeah, it's got that. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, Oasis is... Uh, What's the story, Morning Glory? Uh, I'm not a big fan. No. Uh, I was a big Fake fan of this. Fake-ass Beatles, that's what they are. They were a little, 
<laughs> I'm a big fan of. I was a big fan of this Solomon concert and had this album, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. Yeah, I never got into the Smashing Pumpkins. I, never... I don't remember Pulp, Different Class. Pulp, Different. Uh, not. I don't remember no. Pulp's album. And then Alan, I remember or, the band. No, Pulp, Pulp is the band. The album's Different Class. Yeah. I don't remember. And then Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. So that's 1995, yeah. like, and that's what year? That's the year that this movie was released. Like, so that's the pop culture. Movies were definitely better than music in 1995. For sure. Like, and like, and like, it was like the, it was like a fantastical year for movies. They made a bunch of decent films. We'll, we'll get that a little bit later. Before we break into like Water World, little before we even break into Water World, I want to talk about Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, the. Star, star of this movie. picture, yeah. He was a superstar. I don't think people realize that. Like he, he was he back then. He was star. at. He was kind of at. I, I don't want to say he was at the exact height of his powers because that was probably more like ninety two, ninety three. He, was, but he, was, like, still he was still with them. Like, he one was, of the more bankable stars of 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 the time. Of the time yeah. for sure. Like uh, just I'm gonna tell you, eighty seven, ninety seven. This is what he released: The Untouchables, No Way Out, Bull Durham, The Gun Runner, Field of Dreams. Revenge, Dances with Wolves, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, JFK, The Bodyguard, A Perfect World, White Earp, Tombstone is better by the way, uh, The War, and Waterworld. I mean, he that's hit after hit after hit after damn hit. Constantly. Yeah, I mean, like, he had a little lull after JFK, well, after The Bodyguard. Uh, a Perfect World is probably my, my, my favorite, favorite movie, costume sure. movie, and, and I think that was the movie he was the best in. Um, Wyatt Earp, I thought was good. It, was great it didn't get much much play with the public. I mean, it. I think the problem was didn't Tombstone come out to, somewhere was, around that time? I think like they they were rivals. I think they came out yeah. at the same time, and Tombstone was just a better and movie. It was while well, Wyatt Earp was a like a three hour epic <sighs> that kind of held more closely to the truth truth of Wyatt Earp than Tombstone did. Tombstone was a movie about Agreed. Wyatt Earp. Okay, and I, and I, I didn't see and, Wyatt Earp, but I and, remember and Wyatt Val Earp Kilmer was, killed it in Tombstone. And Tombstone was colorful, which was unfortunate that he was so good because uh, Dennis Quaid was f- a phenomenal Doc Holliday, Doc Holliday in that in Wyatt Earp. But and, well, but I mean Val Kilmer was the shit in that movie. And Tombstone. Also Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. I remember Tombstone being colorful and like bright. And I remember White Earp as being like dark. And it was a, it was like great. a, yeah, it was like a, like a, like a long-reaching epic, and it had just like almost, it, it basically was the entire life of White Earp, and it, like there was some real dark parts in it, and exactly, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't as action-packed. It was more kind of like Slow watching movies. a, it was like watching a documentary with, with popular with big-name actors inserted into it. You know, it was, it was what it was, but it, you know, it was, it was okay. Kevin Costner also released in 1997 Tin Cup and The Postman. So Tin Cup, everybody loves. Tin Cup's one of it's one of my favorite sports movies. I hate golf, but I love that movie. Never seen that movie. And then after 1997, so like you know, a couple years later, like uh, some really good movies, like 3,000 Miles to Graceland, a film called Open Range. I was surprised. I actually like this movie. It's called Rumor Has It. Man of Steel. Yep. I didn't see this movie. And I don't I think it was a good movie, but it made a lot of money from what I remember. It was Draft Day. Draft Day, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it either. And I didn't know this until I, we researched this movie, and I know it was critically acclaimed and almost won big Oscars, was the movie called Hidden Figures. Yeah. So, And he, he was kind of the driving force to get that movie made. So he... Uh, he there's a, there's a, one of the other perceptions about Waterworld, other than it being a flop, was that it killed his career. I thought that too. And it, and it didn't, didn't really. It really didn't, no, no like he, he kind of he was he was kind of going on a 
Um, you know, you kind of he he probably hit his zenith right around uh, Prince of Thieves and. Um, yeah, I would almost agree. Like right before like Waterworld, I say like, you're right. I say JFK, Bodyguard, Dance of the Wolves, like that right era, in that 90, era. That was when he was he was at his Ooh, at his peak. He's making a lot of money. And then and then I mean it's inevitable that that you can't. You can't stay on top forever. I mean, no, and even Burt Reynolds couldn't do it, and he's Burt fucking Reynolds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, right. you know, it, he, there was going to be a drop off in, in popularity, but I don't think there was a drop off in, in the quality of other than work. the Postman. Exactly. Well, and, and I think that uh, I was wondering about that. I think that he just wanted to come back and make the same kind of movie and tell everybody to fuck off because, like, he had just done Waterworld, which was a post-apocalyptic film, and yeah. like, you know, it wasn't the best reviewed film, and I think I think that. The Postman was like he wanted to try it again. Is what I what I yeah. think. And I don't yeah. really actually remember seeing the Postman. Like I, I remember seeing. I'm, I saw on accident. I saw the last like twenty minutes back in the day when my father had a, a a means to watch movies that you know people don't have anymore. And so like I got the gist of the movie and I'm like, well, I don't really want to. He see means it. illegally. Yeah, fair enough. But before you would download it off the interwebs. Exactly. But anyhow. And so like so, I think he came back and I think that that. That also might not have been a terrible movie. I think it was also just negatively reviewed. Yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those movies that I, I, I started out watching and I kind of stopped because it was it's just so damn long. Mm, it's a long it, movie. It's like three hours yes. long, somewhere around there. And then I kind of saw maybe the whole thing through several viewings on like TNT was on back yes. in the day. I, I think on the same It was like one of those movies where I never actually sat down and saw the whole thing, but I probably saw the whole thing. The, and I got the gist chunk of it, of it. Yeah, maybe exactly. maybe like two and a half hours of so, it. Yeah, not a terrible movie as, as everybody says it was, but I'm with you. I think yeah, he, it wasn't it wasn't it, it wasn't good. I think yeah. that he I think that he simply aged. And I don't think he could continue doing like leading yeah. man badass movies all the yeah, time, like exactly. Like and, or Robin Hood. You so know, he like, didn't like he he didn't come to fame until he was about thirty exactly. years old. Yeah, 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 like he I was uh, reading an interview or listening to an interview. He 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 made his first check. As an actor, he got his first money as an actor when he was like 28, right? So he was well seasoned as a human being when he when he became when he when he became a star, which I th- probably right around I think probably Untouchables is what kind of kicked him to the. Manager, yeah. I think there was a couple No Way movies. Out and Untouchables came out in the same year. I think. I think he was in wasn't he in some sort of biker movie just before that? Uh, not a biker like a racer, movie, like, like, yeah, like a, like a yeah, like a bicycle, bicycler movie. Yes, whatever. But, yeah. but that was also kind of up here. But yeah, I would say Untouchables is what really made him a star. And that movie that was, was phenomenal. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that was it. I mean, that was Kevin Costner, and that was the mid '90s. Like we had, you know, Mr. Clinton was president. Like it was, it was, a, it was like a, a different like time. You know, what I mean, it was, it was not. It was like even in their movies, like it was a. Uh, more expansive era like they were making these fantastical movies still uh, I would say and without I mean saying that we should probably break into Waterworld now like, like yeah water, so right? like, Waterworld we'll, we'll talk about a little bit how uh, Waterworld was conceived um, so uh, I think it was like 1986 it was a script that was written by a fellow named uh, Peter Rader okay. he uh, he wrote it I believe for uh, Roger Corman it was supposed to be uh, a B movie it was written as a B movie some still think that it was made as a B movie, but um, it was written as a B movie, and it was supposed to be more like uh, kid orientated. Um, um, he wrote it. He was basically uh, it was Road Warrior on the water. Water. Right? 
So well, not even roller. Like I heard, I heard not roller, but I heard the other one, Beyond Thunderdome. Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. It was so it, it was it was a Mad Max exactly. ripoff. Exactly, it was a Mad Max film. Exactly, dystopian future, but basically on the water, something catastrophic happened, and and, and we have a dystopian future. Civilization has gone to hell. Exactly. Right. right. So uh, apparently, Roger Corman was like, "This movie will take three million dollars to make. There's no way I can make this because he was he's." Sh- Schlock, like yeah. you know, he's making B movies. Um, so it 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 didn't make it there. It ended up getting bought by a, a I think Universal. They're the ones. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know the, ones the specific step by steps, but it ended up at Universal. They rewrote it a couple times and tried to make it more serious. I think Kevin Costner started circling it around like ninety one, ninety two. Okay. Um, and then they started developing it. To the point where they could get it into production, which uh, started uh, 1994. Okay. And in that time, they took it and made it, tried to make it a little bit more serious, a little bit more adultish. But you can kind of see in the finished picture some of the childish, some of the childish elements, mostly in the Deacon. Yeah, and even in Kevin Costner's acting, sometimes he's like this weird, morose, like not talking, communicative person, and then sometimes he's this very bright, like. His character in that movie, in particular, or in this just movie, yeah, in this no, movie the character, in the mirror, yeah. like it's a, it's it, it's so such a long movie, and like I feel like you can kind of see that, like when you talk about that kind of production and changing of screenwriters and changing of directors and whatnot, which I'm sure occurred in this movie, yeah, but you can kind of see that, like how at some portions, how on some portions of this film, like like he's just like you know this like innocent oaf that was messed up by humans, and then sometimes it's like you know he's just like super duper Debo action star like like doing all kinds of like die hard type shit on a boat you know yeah. like, uh, to me it seemed like he was tra- they were trying to make a western on the water with a little bit of Mad Max thrown in there like it yeah I, it, agreed I think if I my if I I mean I'm sure you other people have way more complaints about the movie than I did but <coughs> it was the uh just the fact that he was he just this character seemed kind of flat just kind of didn't really seem like kind of seemed like he just kind of woke up and started acting like he didn't between act. the hours of like six and eight right he just all surly and pissed didn't have his he, water world coffee yet exactly whatnot, the character but. the character didn't develop that well but we'll get into it a little bit so uh, let's uh before we get too you know you know deep into all the uh you know minutiae of the movie let's talk about the plot so I saw this movie a long like I initially saw it when it first came out, right? Yep. So I, I was all over it. Went went right away, and then um, I watched it from time to time. But I always I, I still see it as the sixteen year old kid that loved Kevin Costner and wanted to go out and see his movies. I too watched it at the theater. We watched it at what was in Milwaukee with the budget cinema, so it was like sure. a late run, cheaper yeah. theaters. And then again, like Brian alluded to, my father had an, had a a black box. So when that when the movies came out on pay per view, you could watch them for free. So I watched that movie a little bit often, and we recorded it. So like we had it on VHS. My brother loved that movie. Like so I watched yeah. it a lot, and I had fond memories of, of, of that movie going into this. So watching it was it was a, was a good experience. So you watched you watched it I watched recently. It recently. Yeah. I watched it just a couple days okay. ago. Yeah. So do you want to break down the complete film plot, or how, how do you want to do it? I don't want to bore uh, everybody, but yeah, I know. Should, let's just talk let's about just it let's just hit. Broad strokes, right? right? So the first thing is the intro was very, very cool. Like yeah, the, the universal, the, yeah. So it has this universal, the, the normal universal intro, right? 
And then the narrator starts. Well, the normal universal intro is, is the, the globe, globe spinning, sorry, spinning right? right? And then the narrator starts talking, and as he starts talking, you zoom in a little on the globe, on the ice caps, or like on, 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 the, mag- on the North yeah. Pole, if you yeah. will. And as you're zooming in, you're watching the white of the uh, ice caps deteriorate or dissipate. Slowly melt. Melt, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so then the narrator tells you, it's the future, and now you're in... You know, catch our events that led you to and be then, in the water. Bam! Star wipe water world. Water world. Now, and, and so the film starts, uh, you know, showing Kevin Costner on this kind of fresh ass boat. It's got this like kind of helix thing that I, I'm not a nautical person, so I didn't know if this was special or something new. But this helix was pretty fresh. It was kind yeah. of perpendicular to the air and, and spinning while he's while he's floating and whatnot. The movie starts like showing the value of, of, of material and recycling. And uh, he kind of dives down for a while. You, you well, know. before we get into into that, the very first shot is him pissing into his water recycler and then drinking it. I was yeah, gonna bring it up later. I didn't want to talk about it right away because like this this bothered me right off the bat. Like I didn't uh, want to be bothered by this film. I just want to like it. And I'm like, I think about- I understand that bothered you. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll just we'll, we'll come we'll circle back to it. Other than. The last thing I'll say is some people say it's a metaphor for the rest of the movie. Right? <laughs> that's funny. But I didn't know that. That's a good joke. Right. So, he, yeah, so he's recycling. And he's like, you know, you, you see him doing work off the water or in the water now. He, he, he dived down. You're led to believe he's gone for a while, right? There's this, like, montage of, like, stuff happening on the boat, time passing. Yeah. You're led to believe he's robbed because you see some hands show up and take from his lemon tree. He comes back up. There he, he comes up and finds the dude who's across the way, and they speak in what is called Portu Greek. It's the new language of the seafaring people, and they talk of having like traditions, and like it's just kind of a weird scene. Like you're you're you're, you're introducing what's going on, and then all of a sudden the smokers show up. Yeah, and, and that scene it's set up for another scene further down where he meets another correct. Guy, but they, they, they they basically state that you know something needs to be exchanged when two. Two strangers meet on the sea. And he also tells them of an atoll a ways away. Yeah. So, you know, setting up where Mr. Costner will be going. Sure. Uh, oh, so when he went down underwater, he brought up this, like, burlap bag of something, and it was floating out away from yeah. the ship. So he has to go get this as the smokers are showing up. The bad The, the bad, bad guys. guys, the smokers. So as this is happening, the guy that he just talked to, Shows all the lemons that he's stolen and yeah, starts like juggling all yes, the shit in front of him. Bites, yeah. bites on him, and then floats off. He's like, "You'll never get your bag before the smokers get here." And everyone, when you see that, you're like, "Oh Ooh. shit! You just fucked with the wrong motherfucker." And so you you think it's not looking good for Karen Kosher, and then his triple helix thing in the air turns into this fresh ass. I thought it was called like a trimarin. Tri- trimarian. 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 It was pretty fresh. I wasn't expecting it. Like, he, he looked like Errol Flynn. Like, he was like flying around, doing all kinds of deal yes. shit. Like, like and then, and then, Water World does have a like a old timey swashbuckling kind of vibe to it, which it, is what I think they were, from what I heard, Kevin Costner was aiming for that kind of vibe, that and, adventure. And, yeah, it was sweet. That part was cool. Like, like yeah. I said, that was pretty good. Uh, and sure enough, he, he, he gets his stuff resolved. He's able to pick up the, the, the burlap sack, turns around, fucks up the, the smokers, rides down on the dude that robbed him, destroys his boat, and just strands him out of the ocean and yeah. leaves over shit. It's like, yeah. all right, Kevin Costner, that's kind of ruthless. But. And maybe this is my own like uh, weird OCD thing, but 
Like most of the time, he's got an old crusty lighter in his mouth while in the scene. Right? He found the lighter. Yeah, and, he, and, it, and it's in his mouth. And I'm just like the whole time. I was I remember watching it when I was a kid. I was like, oh. He came. He, when, he, when he came down from when, in that burlap bag, he had stuff. One one of those yeah. things was a lighter, and then also like some a big boots. lighter. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Boots. Ski. They were uh, like skiing boots. Exactly. I don't know what you call them. I don't ski. So from here, Starwipe, you know, we're on the ocean. He ends up going to this atoll, this floating, floating, what do you want to call it? It's like, like a floating city. City, kinda, right, exactly. Like a village, and he, more like it. And he attempts trade, right? Like, he, he brings dirt, yeah. like fresh dirt. And this is, like, scandalous. And he ends up getting a lot of money for the dirt. Uh, things seem to be going pretty cool. Like, he's about to leave now. He's tired of this place. He wants to get out of there. And before he leaves, they offer him a lady. And yeah. Yeah, which is kind of forward, but yeah, right? I, I mean, mean you there's not a lot of... Propagate the populations, yeah. but it seems a bit off. He said no, and they got pissed. Like, from being real cool to like, oh my God, this guy's got dirt. Like, you're not going to you're not gonna screw my daughter? Exactly. Like, what's wrong with you? They got mad, and like, I, I'm not sure when it happened. And it happened either on his way down or as he was starting to fight, but we see that he has webbed feet and gills. Does it happen a little Yeah, so point? like, it's like... He he refuses to sleep with this guy's daughter, and everyone's like, "What Ooh. the fuck?" And so, what we, and I believe they said something like, "I've never seen a man at sea that long refuse a woman." And which is kind of re- the thing that they also, they also saw his gills, so they started calling him a mutie. Like yeah. we learned before that that he was like, I can't remember. Well, there's someone like grabs him by the back of the head, and, you saw and then it. they see they they see the gills, and they're like, Ooh. and so they start. So as I say, things were real cool. He bosses, He shows him dirty. He spends money there. He's about to leave, and all of a sudden, the chick gets haywire. Now they want to like kill him. You know what I mean? Like they they, they lock him up. When he first entered the atoll, he, he witnessed a a funeral where they were entering a lady into like the recycling pit. Yeah. So they they're gonna they want to they're gonna recycle. They're him. gonna recycle him. So they put him in put the, him in some kind of brine. They, they put him in the cage, and which looked like the base for the for beef stew that my father used to make when we were kids. It's, it's just <laughs> ugh. Before they do this, like the the mayor, the, like the uh, mayor or the president of the town's like, no, no, we got we got to follow the laws. We can't just kill him like that. As I say, so they were calling him a mutant because they saw the gills. I just want to make sure we, we we say that. I can't remember the thing is I can't remember where we learned that he has the gills. If it was on the way down, or if it was when he was fighting them I've, smokers. But I know it came up. So I just want to make sure where my memory of it when I when I the time the, when I initially saw it was that. You don't re- you're not you don't you, I mean you suspect something's off that he can stand to water that long but you don't know that he's got gills under behind his ears until that guy kind of because he had okay you're probably right I, I mean that's how I, I, that, that's, I, thought, I that was my that, perception I, I of it that, when I initially I remember, saw it because I also remember there was a scene where, they, where you know he has webbed feet because he jumped off the boat and shit and you saw that he had webbed feet Someone I think that something. might be later because he's wearing boots the whole time that he's on the atoll you're right you're right yeah you're right. So they wouldn't have seen his webbed feet. I'm I think sure. we saw the webbed feet. Like I think when he was fought. So okay, well, whatever. Fair enough. Whatever. Uh, so now we know he's he's at he's 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 not normal, right? So they want to kill him. Uh, and and we when they entered the atoll, you heard in a conversation that they're looking for this little girl with a tattoo on her back. Yeah. Like he overheard the shit in a conversation. Uh, so as now they're about to kill him, the smokers show up. At the atoll, looking for this little girl with the tattoo on her back. Yeah, because there's a spy embedded in the atoll. That dude with the long, blonde, manish 
kind of looks like a human lion. He wanted to trade for the boots, and Kevin Costner said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at the water bar, you exactly, know, like, yeah. trying to like hit on him and say, "Give and me so, your boots." And so uh, the lady who's running the trade shop is Janine Triplehorn. Yeah, she, uh, she. I believe her character's name is Helen, right? I think it's Helen. Yeah. She is friends with this old crazy dude, and this old crazy dude has like a plane or like a, like a, like a little flying device. Yeah. And when the smokers show up, her plan was to take was, was to take off with a little girl, Enola, who does have a tattoo on her back, with this dude to get out of there. Some weird chap, some weird chap with the old dude. He's unable to take the two girls, and he ends up taking off out on the, the plane, leaving them. Uh, yeah, it was by accident. He didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, there was like in in the in the battle, he, he kind of they accidentally he was like he accidentally launched and crazy he was the only man. one. Ha, ha. Yeah. Exactly, he was the only one that got to take off. And he was like, "Go, oh, I'm sorry." Exactly. So Janine Triplehorn sees the Mariner. Like he's like, "If I get you out, you gotta take us with you." He's like, "Okay, deal." You know yeah, what I mean? As so, he's like covered in, in the this brine. beef she stew, exactly. booyah base or whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah, it's. Pretty disgusting, but um. So yeah, she gets him out. He kicks ass, right? Yep. They escape. They, they escape. He real takes out. Flame. He takes out the smokers. Yeah, yep. it's all swashbuckly. Fucks, fucks him up real bad. Yeah. As, I think this is where we're introduced to Dennis Hopper. Like that's the one thing I forgot to mention. Like when they show up at the atoll. Yeah. We 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 meet Deacon. This is the leader of the smokers. He's uh, very well tanned. He's hilarious. He's very. He's a super criminal and or super devil villain. And when Kevin Costner escaped from the atoll, they, they they fucked it all up, and Dennis Hopper lost an eye. An eye, yes. yes. Okay. So, uh, JT, or, I don't know, sorry, Janine Triplehorn and the Mariner escape, and they're out in open seas, and, like, you know, it's a great deal of hijinks and tension because they're messing with his uh, routine. Yeah, and this is the part of the movie that I think kind of got a little... I mean, it's where it kind of slowed down and got boring, like, to me. It, it was a little boring because they, they had to, they had to, like... Show the change in relationship, you know, because at yeah. first, like, they don't like each other, or like, Kevin Costner doesn't like these two people. Like, he's not cool with the little girl, he's not cool with Gene Triplehorn. Like, he's just happy to throw them off. He wants to kill the he, little girl, he's thrown like, them off a couple times. Like, he's he, he yeah, he just he said that it would be better off uh, one of them dies rather than they both die slowly. And so, so as, he takes her and he just chucks her in the water, exactly. Right? Like, like, he doesn't give no shits. Like, I'll kill kids, I don't give a fuck. He does not give a fuck. And so as like they're going through this negativity and, and like not great time, they uh, run into uh, another sailor guy uh, off by his own. Tig, uh, Tig, from Tig, yeah, Sons yeah. Tig from Sons of Anarchy. Who, you know, poor guy, typecast as perverts. Yes, he, every 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 time you see him, he's got some kind of. Except for Assault on Precinct Thirteen, where he was not. But yeah, but for the most part, but, you're absolutely right. You're, you're right. He's kind of. A freak in most of the shows. Tig, seen Tig was Tig was a pervert, and that's why I refer to him as Tig. Tig exactly. Yeah. No, I think so, his name is Kim Coates. He's actually a really very good actor. actor. Yeah. And so this is where this movie gets a little weird. It has some weird shit going on, and, and like See, he, this is where it, it seems to me when they were right, like when they were redoing the script, like they missed some parts. They were they were like, well, we need to get some more like adulty things in there, and uh, pedophilia and rape was probably. And so, so yeah, where, so, where they were looking to adult it up, but it, it just seems it out of place. The tone is off. It didn't play right. Exactly, it seems it's gross as fuck. Bad. Well, it, like you know, like we're not supposed to. We can really ruin movies if we put forth like our eras stuff on the movies of certain eras. Yeah. And so, like, 
we live now in this weird era where human trafficking is a real issue. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we have a scene in this movie. Now, obviously, in the mid-90s, no one's thinking about human trafficking. It's not even something I thought about until I just watched it right here. But all of a sudden, we have Kevin Costner bartering with Tig. You know, you can have some yeah. time with this lady for whatever you have on your boat. And it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, like, yeah, that's not cool. Clearly, Kevin Costner doesn't think this is cool. Well, he, I mean, to, to give Kevin Costner some credit in the scene, um, he, I think Tig brings it up. The, the barter and, and and like I said it's a callback to that first scene where when two drifters meet something needs to be exchanged Same, so exactly. you give me some paper I'll give you one of my broads just, you know it's just that kind of attitude like like they're basically at that point it's like well these these two these two Seems women fair, aren't yeah. any more important than pieces paper. of paper to me it's, it's, so, it's messed up odd and so Kevin Costner, you know, obviously realizes it's terrible and changes his mind and, and breaks it up. And kills Tig. Ends up killing Tig. Yeah. Once they kill Tig, they basically plunder his boat and yeah, take yeah. everything that he had. Sure. And, uh, uh, and, they, and they bounce out. Uh, and after this is when when Kevin Costner begins to soften towards the girls. Like, like, like they start to become friends. Like, he cut their hair he off. He cut their hairs off, yeah, because... Yeah. because she had the audacity to use his crayons. Exactly. Oh, and then and she got and then Jenny Triplehorn got mad at him for yelling at her. You that seems I mean? like, like some bullshit. Like my two year old. Well, she's not two yet, but like my daughter would do. Be yeah. Like, man, you touch my crayons. I'll... Cut your hair off. Cut your fucking nose off. And so, and while this is going on, we learn a little more about Dennis Hopper and the smokers, and essentially that they reside on an oil tanker and uh, Exxon Valdez. We don't know about that. We don't know about that until much until the very end of the movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, it is. It's the Exxon Valdez. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think we're spoiling anything for anyone. And, and, they're, and they're able to operate jet skis and planes, and yeah, they sit on a bunch of oil. And we learn that they're running out of oil, yet they have access to guns, ammo, tobacco, spam, liquor. Uh, throughout the film, uh, we learn that Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper's character uh, has not informed the majority of the smokers that they're running out of oil. Yeah. So like that's the thing. He's trying to like. Get to dry land without letting because his way of out. life that he actually seems to enjoy on the water is about ready to go the way of the atoll because they're gonna have to live live uh, without without their motor, without power without, yeah, without, without, without their, their weapons yeah. and shit exactly and I think one of the one of the better characters in the movie is that little old man that's inside the. Uh, Inside the oil tanker, yeah, keeping measurement yeah, of everything. Exactly he looks hilarious. like that. Like he probably would have died a long time ago if you're that. If you're like just sitting in oil for your like entire life, but whatever, it's a movie. And so like there's a there's one interesting there's one really really good scene with uh, Kevin Costner running crossing paths with Dennis Hopper. It was a uh, it, it, it harkened to cool like western cool science fiction type shit. Like he's going Kevin Costner is going to an outpost. Mm-hmm. And something's amiss. Something's wrong, rotten in Denmark. Like you see the people in the outpost like waving, yeah, and they look like fucked up. And like you look at the glass and you see why. You see like like Dennis Hopper's crews like killed them and oh, it's like it's manipulating them. Yeah. So it was that shit was really Humbling really cool. Them. Like that's an old school like, like classic movie type thing. I, I really like how they did that in that film. Uh, and I say like the, the, the little girl coming after get better along. Uh, uh, what well, as they get to know each other more, like. Janine Triplehorn wants to know if Kevin Costner is so serious and Kevin Costner wants to know if he's really seen dry land and Kevin Costner wants to know why she believes so much and they, yeah, like, they, I mean he refers a couple times like I know where dry, I'll take he, it dry he's, land he's hinted that, he, yeah. that he's seen dry land yeah. and uh, it turns out that like she gets he gets she gets frustrated she wants to know what's going on and like yeah. he shows her where he gets the dry land 
Yeah. This is the other dun, part of the movie dun, that's really dun, cool to me. Yeah. Like, they go underwater forever. Yeah. And you see, like, the yeah. skyscrapers are way super deep in the water. Like, and, like... And I believe it's supposed to be Denver, which... Uh, Know that. It's supposed to be Makes Denver sense. because Denver, you know, it's the Mile High City. So it would have technically been higher. It would have been more feasible to swim down to Denver than it would be, say, like Louisiana. Oh, shit. Or, I heard it was Mount Everest. That's what. No, 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 no. That's the end. Okay. That, but the dry land is Mount Everest, but anyway. I got what you're saying. I got so that's saying. that's Denver when they when they and that that was all that was done like that's that that effect. I mean the the buildings are all CGI, but he actually swam underwater and did all that himself. Like, and you and I watch movies. We watch other science fiction movies. I can't remember another. I mean, they've done that underwater shit in the past, but that's like the first one I really remember like that. Yeah, it was amazing when I saw it in '95. Like it was, and like later, there's another one that does a really good job of it. Is the movie AI? They do another yeah. really good scene like that. But this was the first one that I recall, and I really like it. Even watching it here, I was very very impressed. Like, yeah, I thought it was fresh. So. When they're down there, he, like, reaches down into the silt and dirt and mud and shows Gene Triplehorn. Oh, yeah. that's right. They're, like, in some sort of, like, weird-ass, like, the burlap sack. She's, in, like she's in some kind of, like, uh, thing that's got kind of, like, an air bubble exactly. in it and, that she can breathe. And, and see out of. Yeah. So, she, so he shows her. I'm not sure why he has that, but. <laughs> I mean, he's got gills he and shit. Breathe. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe they didn't the, always work. No, but it's to bring the stuff up. Remember that's oh, what, that's oh, that's what he uses. That's what he uses okay. to bring the stuff okay. up. Like, that's where he right. boots and things. And so she, she, he shows her the dirt, and it like, and like, you see it like trickling down from his hand. Yeah. And so now when they come back, it's a somber moment. She's very sad. Before they can really process it, Dennis Hopper and the smokers are there, fucking shit up. Ready yeah, to which the girl. I mean they, they. They probably should have expected that because they had just ran into them. Yes, but <laughs> just a little while ago. Yeah, but anyhow, like you said, I mean, it was a movie, so I mean, and so happened. and so, this Hopper ends up kidnapping a little girl and and destroys the boat and destroys leaves them stranded. His, like they his precious boat. They go underwater hiding. Like yeah. uh, they go underwater by basically CPR. Like you know, he he breathes for her. Yeah. We'll come back to that yeah. when they come back up. Like. You know they're they're sitting on their floated on, on on the floating wreckage. She she thinks they're gonna die, and out of nowhere that old crafty dude with the plane came back and yeah, found them and finds them. Yeah. Surprise, surprise! Probably saw the burning boat. Exactly, that's what it was. That's what that was yeah. a running joke. I'm glad you burned out. Otherwise, I never would have found you. That's exactly okay. what the guy said. And so, uh, uh, they get out with the, with this guy in the plane. And they go back to the remains of the atoll. And it's like the mayor's there, the mayor's lady, and like a handful of other people on a much smaller batch of yeah, pieces yeah. of land. Like it's and, like, and, it's like, and then Kevin Costner's all like, fuck y'all bitches, I'm going to go save my new best friend. Exactly. And like takes off he on the sea He just bounces out. And he's gone he's like, give me the sea do. He goes off. And like Janine Triple Horn's like, we got to go help him. And they're like, no, no, no. And like, I can't, it was like a whole, like, they don't help, do they help him? They like really six help hours later, yeah. basically, like, they're yeah. like, right, let's go. After he gotta... fucks everyone up. Or as, right before it's about to happen, yes, yeah, so like, that's yeah. when they decide to go, but you're, you're absolutely right. So Kevin Costner takes a sea to, uh, to, to, to this ocean liner, this oil liner, and in his best 90s hero, action hero just, movie. Just starts whooping ass. Rambo, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, yeah. just murders everybody in the way, you know, and, and, and kid fucks everybody up, getting the, getting the little girl. Uh, it was it was kind of tight. He was doing some GI Joe shit. Like he ends up like like he ends up getting the little girl by like threatening to blow up the oil liner. He, so he's got like a flare, right? Mm-hmm. And he's holding it 
over where like the the tank is which is just basically which seems kind of odd right that it's just open for anyone to possibly say hey deacon i want to i want to i want to be the boss now no remember deacon like to test one of his guys threw a match into the open container where the little dude was underneath yeah. and his guy had to catch it he's like always keeping you on your toes i was like well, that seems kind of a bad bad not leadership a idea whatever, but, whatever i mean that's why he's in the predicament he is getting every all his guys ass kicked by, by kevin costner the time so and so 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 before as you say he's holding this torch up yeah. Some other sh- he manages to he holds it up and then he turns it upside down. Like he's like he's yeah. like I was fucking with you. Now I'm really now fucking I'm serious. With you. And, and this time, Josh Hopper's able to get on a plane with the little girl, and so he drops the shit, blows shit up. Dennis Hopper starts to dip out. He does this fresh like turnaround move with his harpoon. Yeah. And brings the plane down. Like kills Dennis Hopper like through the windshield type shit, and the little girl survives. Pretty good stuff. And then, like, and you think the movie's over, but no, they end up going for, for like, you know, it was like, it was like Lord of the Rings where it's like, is, is that false? Well, well, so wait, there's one other scene I want to talk about. So there's What's a, that? there's a bungee cord scene, right? Where they, where he bungees down, they like, were, he, so she got, she got taken after, after he knocked down Dennis Hopper's plane and then blew up the Exxon Valdez, like. He had to like swing down. Like I think she was in the water. Maybe she fell out of the plane or something like so, that. Yeah. And then there's there's three sea dudes that are coming after her. And then all of a sudden he's he fucking it. bungee he's jumps right. down. Like uh, he up. was she was saved by by bungee. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. You're so right. And, and so, which is good. I mean, they still kept that technology, which is impressive. Which is yes, exactly. And they end up anything else, but they still got bungee cords. So he ends up blowing everybody up, and they end up escaping, and like. Flying off or floating off for a long ass time. Yeah, it turns out that the turns out that her tattoo on her back was like coordinates in Chinese. And yeah, they and they were upside down. And just they, some arrow pointing and, where and they were general f- direction. Figured out, and they end up going apparently to Mount Everest. That's what the theory is. So there's two cuts of the movie. There's the theatrical cut. Where they don't tell you that it's Mount Everest, they just say that it's, it's just a big, big old place. fucking mountain. Obviously, yeah. right? That they're living on the top of it. And in the extended version, which is like two, almost three hours, which is probably the the cut Kevin Costner preferred because he loves those long ass movies. <laughs> but yeah, there's a plate that said this is where like Sir Edmund Hillary and uh, his people his died or something. Or, yeah, made it, they, right? or this is the the summit. Yep. So and then it, Mount Mount Everest. It's it's explained that it's Mount, they basically, you know, found Mount Everest and living on the top of it. And so things are kind of idyllic, and uh, Kevin Costner can't stand living this idyllic lifestyle. He's a man of the sea, not okay. a man of the He's married, land. He's married to the ocean. He's got right? gills, dog. Right? So Yeah, he, like, what are you going to do with gills do? On, a, on a mountain? So he ends up, you Nothing. know, in a real semi-tear-jerking scene. Not so much with Janine Triplehorn, like, they're kind of whatever. But, like, with the little girl, it's sad that they're no longer going to be together. Like, the little girl's depressed. They say bye. Little girl runs off. He says off. some shit like, she's like, oh, why are you going, Mariner? And he's all like, uh, it doesn't move right. It's like, like he, he's used to the motion of the ocean. Moving, exactly. You know what I mean? And so then he, he dips out, and that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie, yeah. So that old guy is probably, well, no, there's another guy, right? How, how many? 
There's an old guy and the mayor, the mayor's lady, the mayor, yeah. new triple horn, and the kid. And I'm so sure that, that dude's probably impregnating everyone then. Yeah. Right? Just to propagate the Possibly, population. Yeah. Right? Well, gotta, I, I, maybe. I didn't, I didn't or there might be more survivors. I'm, I'm anyhow, there was more survivors. Anyhow, the movie ended before any of that. I added that on. So yes. that movie ended with Costner going back out to sea. So that's the plot in a rather big nutshell. So I just want to go over my personal feelings towards the movie before we kind of get do into it. Do it, do it. your kind of, I could tell you weren't exactly pleased with your most recent viewing. So, uh, so what, what <clears throat> I like the, obviously when this movie came out, there was like tons of shit talking about it. Yes. We'll get into that more. we we'll talk about all the rumors and shit and all the budget issues. So when I, I had heard all this, right? And this was before the internet, so I had heard it on like Entertainment Tonight or like other TV shows. Entertainment read, Weekly. Entertainment was, Weekly was, was like my Bible, right? Was, yeah, I, I read that shit all the time. time. Exactly. Uh, constantly going to the store with my mom or dad and like at, at checkout lines, reading the magazines yeah. real quick. Yeah. So like this was all out, like all the stuff. So I was like, you know what? I still love Kevin Costner. This movie looks good to me. I, I loved, I was so excited to see this movie. I took a bus. I forget which movie theater I saw it at. It was probably like Northtown, <laughs> within within Bussin range, right? So Northtown or maybe Mill Road, and you'd have to be from Milwaukee yeah, in, in the '90s to know what those places are. But so I went to one of those theaters, saw it. I I can't say that I loved it at the time, but I did I did think it was a solid movie. I thought it was gonna. I thought it, I didn't think that it was gonna be. D- d- De- deemed a, a flop, flop like like it was and and one of the weird things like I was I was like one of the only motherfucker I was the only motherfucker in the movie until like five minutes <laughs> into the movie like a couple other people like showed up so there's this odd there was this weird smell in the empty theater right okay. like normally when you go to a theater it either smells like people or air conditioning okay. it didn't smell like either it, it, and it had and it felt like it was like this fishy smell that I Whenever I whenever I watch the movie again, I can like recall the oh, smell God. in my head, and <laughs> I don't know exactly how to pinpoint it, but it, I, I I associate it with fish, like oh, a fishy Lord. smell. Waterworld, maybe my, I was letting my olfactory senses run away with me, but yeah. So I I really I liked it. I didn't think it was the best thing I ever saw, but it were, there were so many practical effects, and back then that's pretty much, I mean, right. CGI, CGI was, was emerging technology uh, back then, but. I came away like happy. Right. I was I was glad that I took the bus out there and spent my seven dollars to see the movie. And I know you watched it since then. I don't. You said you probably didn't watch it most recently for this, which is fine. So I did like, watch it recently. Yeah. And I'd say it, but I kind of wish I wouldn't have watched it again. Like I liked it more when I was younger. Like I, like I said, I feel like this movie had a special place in my heart when I was younger. Like I really enjoyed it, and. When I watch it now, like I still liked it for the most part. Like Dennis Hopper was pretty awesome. Like even though I don't understand why he had such a thick Texas accent, but it's okay. Like, like Dennis Hopper. Yeah, you would think they would all have the same by then. Somewhat. Any, like the, Texas is that skyscraper underwater shit was fantastic. I really yeah. thought that was really cool. Like, like uh, I really liked the fact that it was pretty much the Road Warrior on water. Like it, it was, it was some really cool stuff. Like I really kind of enjoyed it. But then there was a handful of things that, like, bothered me about it. And then, as I, like, thought about it more and more, it bothered me more and more. And maybe not, like, like this movie like I used to like it. Like, I hate to say that because I really enjoyed it when I was younger. And, like, yeah. even talking to people recently, like, my brother still likes it. He was kind of 
you know, defensive of it, when I wasn't even trying to talk shit about it, it was just some stuff when I was talking about the film, but when I watched it now, there was just some things I couldn't get past, which kind of like, my issue is this, right? Like, if you're going to put me in a science fiction world, you have to explain why it's going on, and I have to believe you, or it just has to be, right? In this case, they have you believing that it was just supposed to be, like the war world had that's happened. How, that's how they go into it, but yeah, I understand. Right? But then they go off of these side shoots where, like, they put them in here and don't explain shit, and by not explaining it, it drove me crazy. Okay. Like, so I the, think... The Portia Greek shit, like, so we're supposed to believe that so much time has passed that now... They speak a different language on the ocean. Yeah. And they have these, like, now considered ancient or old traditions that are deteriorating on the water. Yeah. Right? We're supposed to think that's happening. So I, I think I read somewhere where it's estimated, and it's not said in the movie or, or alluded to, but around, like, the year 2500. Regardless of whatever it is, like, they could have developed that aspect of it yeah. just to see fairy shit in the Portuguese Rican and, and gotten a good story and movie there. Like, you could have really worked on what happened there and, and been solid. Instead, you just kind of touch on it and it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, if it's supposed to have been so far in the future, how the fuck do you still have like jet skis? Like, like yeah, jet skis and, and, the, and the, they, they like seem to be working stuff, pretty well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. For, and, and cigarettes and booze. I'll come and, back, exactly, I'll come back to that. Like, but that, that's one thing. Like, I wish it would have been explained a little bit and had the logic problems fixed a little more. Uh, and again, to the end, like I'm not sure, how, I'm not sure, like they were clear how much supposed, to, how much time was supposed to have passed. No, because like, like you said, all of a sudden there's like oil still. Like we still have like planes, cars, and shit. Like, like on the yeah, on the, on and, the, and and like so one of the, in in the in the scene where Kevin Costner's walking along the long deck of the Exxon Valdez. And he's he's got his showdown moment with 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 Dennis Hopper's character Deacon, and uh, I think Dennis Hopper says something to the extent that, uh, oh man, this guy's like a turd that won't flush. And I was just so when I when I when I initially saw it, I was like, yeah, Dennis Hopper, that was a good line, man. I wish I had wrote some something that clever. And then when I was just I just saw it again on a clip that I was I was watching some clips of it before we did the podcast. Then it's like. How the fuck do you not know how you got into Waterworld? Like, what made Waterworld happen? Like, no one knows no, apparently. Oh my god! Um, and you don't know. Like, I mean, flushing. Uh, there's no. Plumbing? But you know, you know how plumbing works. Oh, like, god. and you know about toilets. Because I mean, I'm telling you, like, if you're here in Waterworld, I'm just shitting in the ocean. That's what I'm saying. I'm just jumping in there, taking a new <laughs> like, like let, letting. Let, and and that was another thing that, that slightly here. bothered me about the movie. I mean, I still like the movie, I, but. One of the things was everyone looks so dirty. This is water world, water, right? Like, like get in the water. Get in the water. Like you don't necessarily need soap to get dirt off of you. Oh god. Right? It'll just it'll it'll come off. You might be a little greasy, but No, you don't exactly yeah. you might not smell so fantastic, but at least you won't be like You won't be caked in dirt. dirt exactly. Yeah. But like, again, to your point, guns, ammo, tobacco, liquor, spam. Yeah. Guns and ammo, I can grant you. Maybe because it's still kind of dumb if you think about it, but everything else. Is totally preposterous and it's still there. Yeah. If any amount of time has occurred where there's new seafaring like traditions and languages, and the main characters had some sort of evolutionary leap, like there wasn't like it, 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 it's it's it made me get mad because like they half assed on the science fiction. The reason yeah. that the reason that Road Warrior works so well is because 
you believe the science fiction because they don't go deep into it. That's the thing. So this, I, I feel this movie was trying to set up too much mythology, trying to do too much, like... Too many things at once. Too much character oh. building where, where it should have been like, yeah, all right, we understand that Kevin Costner is a badass, right? And he's not too fond of people touching his shit, right? So it's like, well, you know what? What they probably should have just made him was like a curmudgeon and not a fucking homicidal maniac who wants to kill children and trade them for Thank to you. sexual predators oh, for paper, right? Exactly. They, they, they put too much time in the character building and not enough time in just making a ball, wall, balls to the wall action flick, which is what which is what it, which had, is what it should have been. And it was parts of, like like seventy five percent. Like if it were to stay yeah. as that, it would have been much better. But they kept on, like I say, kind of kind of kind of like my Troy predicament that we got <laughs> no, into. We were gonna talk about that shit. But like, anyhow, like, 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 that, that movie's terrible. But uh, it, was, it, it looked like it was Braveheart with Brad. Pitt. No, it looked like it was gonna be terrible. He wanted to see it. But anyway, like uh, the other thing that was disturbing, or not even the other thing that was disturbing, like the thing that pissed me off too. Besides, like, the evolution of time, it's called Waterworld, man. Like, where was the seaweed? Where was the algae? Where was the fish? Like, we had one big whale thing that Kevin Costner, like, did a Debo thing to, like, get. You remember, like, he, like, he, like, used himself as bait? And, like, yeah, he, like, went inside of it and then blew it the fuck up. That shit was raw. But he, that was the only, other than with Kevin Costner's gills and that sea monster... Which, again, it's a sea monster. They didn't talk about how that happened or whatever. <laughs> it's just a sea monster. There's no other aquamarine yeah. life. So, like... It doesn't work that way. And with... with That obviously evolved from something else, right? Which evolved from something else. And, and Costner evolved into this mutation who has gills and webbed feet. But it's like, well, how... Like, if enough time for that passed, how the fuck does a metal sea do? Still, thank you. Oh. Still, still function in sea in in, in salt water and like so rusted the fuck out of that and thing. super raw, like able to still do like like aerial tricks. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of, yeah. Know, some more stuff. And like, where are they keeping all these planes? I there's like two separate planes. Like, and the shit that again back to the science fiction part, not not the stuff that's unbelievable, not science fiction wise, just yeah. the science fiction stuff. The, the scene where like they escape, where they're getting shot with bullets underwater, which again was cool to see. Yeah, they escape by him. Breathing in her lungs, as I said before, when we we're talking off camera, off the radio, that's not how gills work. They don't turn into like they don't turn your lungs into like like a like a like a, like, a, like a, they're not like your your gills are not like a air compressor. But Rod, he's got gills and lungs. It still doesn't work that way. Like, hey, fine. It's like, one of those things again. where like they're like a little bit like I understand some of your complaints, but I but here I, again, it's sometimes little, you just gotta let it go. Again, you're right, but again, if they just would have. Explore just a little more. Yeah. But I think what they did was they opened it up too much to where they basically left themselves open for a lot of criticism because they just kind of showed these things that on the surface seem pretty badass and cool. And then but then it's like, well, how, like, why the fuck would that be? Or explore it more. For yeah. me, I didn't feel like it was death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. I, was, like, I, really, I, I was liking it, and then I kept on thinking about it more and more. I was like, ah, ah, ah. that's not what it happening. The last thing that kind of frustrated me like dialogue is used to move the film a lot. Like that's kind of what the the, the, the moving driving yeah. engine is. The, the dialogue is not very good. Like, no, like, yeah, Kevin it, barely it, speaks in this like, movie. Ugh. He hardly talks. Like literally, like he doesn't say anything for like. Ugh. He like, says, like, like yeah. a whole time. When she like, when she want, when she's like, will you will you take us with you? He's like, 
Yeah. He he emotes. Trying not to swallow the this dirty frog that I found here, or whatever. And so, the thing about this movie, right? Like, similar to when we discussed, uh, similar to when we discussed the jazz singer, like doing the research. In that in that jazz singer, like we we learned that they couldn't be it couldn't be nominated for film because there was a rule against it. I didn't know that until we started doing the research. So yeah. you, you said it best. Right off the bat, our alternative history starts with that rule not being in place. Sure. So similarly to this, doing the research, this film is we want to say alternative history that this film is not a flop. As soon as we started doing the research, we know it's not a flop. Like yeah, it made a like, ton of money, man. Like it was like I think it had a hundred seventy two million dollar budget consensus because I'm with you. I found a bunch of different numbers. But on average, I think it's 172 so, million. Yeah, budget. I heard I heard several numbers. Like Kevin Costner in an interview said it was about 157, 157 million. I I would say the the general consensus, like like you said, about 175, 176, just it, to make it. To make it, and yeah. at the end of the day, it makes 88 million dollars in the United States and 176 million dollars overseas. So a total of 264 million dollars. So it can't really be a flop. So I kind of started thinking like. Why is it still considered such a flop? And for me, it's a lot of it has to do with like the reviews that came out that the era. The reviews, well, I think played into perception of the yeah. movie. Yeah, so I think it started first with with the rumors, and I got a list of some that they weren't necessarily rumors as so much as they were just report rumors and reports. Some of them are unfounded, some of them are true. Before you go too far, just one thing I did want to say something besides like uh, the reviews. It also came on a year of very good movies. Let me come back to the year of very good movies after they're done with the rumors. Okay. Please, sorry. So, like, some of the rumors were, like, so they built this huge atoll that weighed a hundred and, and, like, a hundred, one thousand tons, right? It's so a they, brontosaurus, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, they used all the steel in Hawaii. And, I mean, like, every time something was, like, going over budget because there were there were rumors about, about its budget, no one really knew what it was. So, it kind of just, like, fed to all these stories right so they used all the steel in hawaii they had to ship it in from california the the atoll that they built it had no bathrooms on it apparently which to me doesn't really seem like too much of a problem when you're in the middle of the pacific ocean to jump in the fucking ocean and take a dump of fish to it so some people aren't nearly as comfortable with their with with the water as i am of course anyhow apparently not so so the, the and and then apparently like the the weather was terrible. Apparently they didn't realize that there was gonna like there's gonna be such high winds and like hurricanes and shit. So the the atoll sunk. I heard that. Yep. So they were talking about that. That was a big big deal. And uh, let's see, the weather was terrible. Like I said, the original score for the movie, Costner said it was apparently said it was too ethnic Dude, and too bleak. That was the thing. The other thing about this movie, like, thank you for bringing it up. It had. That was the other part that kind of made it... I wish they didn't have that. It, it felt a little hokey because they had a whole bunch of, like, Star Wars-esque Yeah, it was music. like... It yeah, was it like was more of, a, like, an so adventurous... Epic. It was yeah. like, you didn't need this. And I guess from what I heard, Costner wanted it to be more hopeful, mm-hmm. more... And, yeah, and have I'm a telling hobby. you, it's Star just, Wars-ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the movie kind of starts sense. out with, like, kind of like a... Like, a, uh, like, like it, I don't know, it's not, it's not part of the uh, actual score when all the a- action's happening, but it... So anyhow, so he rejected that. So they they got a new score. Um, Costner was stuck on the Trimaran at one point. I think on one of the on is that called the mast? The, I think one the of the mast. Like yeah, he was like he was, yeah, he was stuck up there for like a half hour because 
the winds were so bad. He just he was like pinned to the. Not going down. Didn't he do uh, a lot of his stunts himself? He did like, almost all of the stunts himself, which was, which was impressive, was crazy. Yeah. And you can tell. I mean, the stunts in this movie are, tough. are really. Good. He looked like Errol Flynn. Yeah. Like if you watch the old like black and white footage of those Robin Robin Hood films back in the day. Kevin Costner doing a lot of the same shit that yeah. that guy's doing one arm going up. Uh, there were reports and rumors that he, he Kevin Costner was staying in a forty five hundred dollar a night villa. Yeah, I heard with, that. Yeah. With a cook, a pool, <laughs> uh, while while the rest of the crew was living in like uh, relative Shanty squalor, with, like no air conditioning. But you know what? To me, even if if that is true. Like he's the he's the reason why this movie's being made. If yep. he wants to, and and he he put in a lot of his own money. Um, he was supposed to get fifteen percent off the top of the the gross receipts. He gave that up just to make sure um, that the film was going to be made in the, in the, the way it had to be made. Um, so and then a couple other ones. Uh, so. Kevin Costner was going through a divorce at the time, and there were rumors that he had been cheating on on, on his wife while he was on set and stuff like that. So uh, he was going through that. Um, there was a <laughs> apparently a Universal exec said that the gills behind his ears looked like little vaginas. That's oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. So I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you're gonna have to see it just just because you want to verify whether or not that's true. I won't I won't tell you. Um, and this was probably the weirdest one. And this one was reported by Newsweek, so pretty reputable news, news magazine. Source. And Kevin Costner denies it that he had his hairline digitally altered because after, like in the movie, he has this weird kind of. It's not quite a man bun, but the top of his hair is kind of like pulled back, yeah, and tied up. There's one scene now. You say that when I think about it, there was one scene where shit looked like a wig. We looked fucked up. We didn't look right. Yeah, every, the rest know. of the movie looked normal. I mean, it looked when fine to me. That, I, mean, like, it is, huh. I mean, it is. I don't even if they did do it. I don't think they did a good job because to me, it's noticeable that he has a receding hairline, which Not, didn't really bother me. He's but a pretty old man. Yes. Yeah, it's just like well, that's 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 how his hair is, right? So apparently, that became a big stink, and it out of all these all these stories and rumors. It appears that that one, the one about his hair, pissed him off the most because that's the one he talked out about. But about I mean, the rumors, I know I'm, I'll come. I'll, I'll, I don't mean to interrupt. I'll leave the reviews fine. things alone. But a lot of the reviews I read talk about a lot of this shit. Like they don't focus on the movie. That's the thing. A lot it, this of became the narrative for the, the movie, which in, which in turn fed out these bad reviews because it almost seemed like all these stories coming out was like telling people like you gotta you. Like, there's no way you can like this movie. Like, look at all this shit that happened. Right. And and back then, that seemed to be something new, right? Like, this wasn't like this was before the like. Mass, I mean, there was the internet, but it was like there wasn't as like there wasn't all like the uh, the fanboy chat room and blog stuff and people just hate people. Like, yeah, hate. just like hating movies for the sake of hating movies. And now you see it all the time. Like, I, I wrote like the treatment this movie got was comparable to what happened with like World War Z. Because they reshot almost the entire ending of that movie. That movie ended up being awesome, but mm-hmm. Brad Pitt always makes good movies. Good movie, even yeah. Troy. <laughs> but uh, Fantastic Four, that that reboot, that uh, yeah, yeah. that that movie, that movie, I didn't see it, but I heard it stunk. But that movie just was plagued with like issues behind the behind the scenes, behind the right? scenes and mm-hmm. in production of it, and that that was getting all reported. So. It's normative behavior now, but back then it wasn't. It was new, right? right? I feel you. And I think it kind of was, was we're like, well, if all these horrible things are happening with this with this movie, it's got to be horrible, right? Right. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think it 
is as bad as I mean we talked about some of the soft spots of the movie exactly some of the weaker parts but at the end of the day like, the way that I look at this movie though it may not be like a great or even good movie it's an entertaining movie yeah you can't like, take that like away from you it. can like, sit there I can sit there and watch it like my kids I watched it with my kids and we didn't watch all of it you know because right. there's some some dodgy parts in the middle but like we watched some of the action parts and they 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 were enjoyed by it and i think they were enthralled that it would like if it's visually aesthetically pleasing right right it's you got the blue water and you got these like earthy tones and stuff with all the all the boats and and the atoll and like everyone's tanned and brown and and, like it's just contrasted against the 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 blue the blue uh water it I find it visually stunning, but good film. Um, it was again. We we can poke holes now because I watched it, but like for the most part, like I say, a good to entertaining film. But like as I was saying, so I thought the reviews played a role in it, and as history has unfolded, I also think that one of the reasons it's also not looked upon as favorably as it could have been is the year it came out. A lot of good movies came out. Like, yeah, you were, we were talking earlier. So even like I said, some of them, yeah. Just the top five grossing, like I say, Toy Story, Die Hard of the Avengers, Goldeneye, Seven, Pocahontas, Waterworld is ninth. Like that's not a bust. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a top ten movie of the and year. It, I mean, it came year. out in summer. I forget exactly when. I think it came out in like July. Right. And it, it spent two weeks at number one. Of course, $88 million, which back in 95, $88 million was not too bad. Right? I mean, $100 million was the, the, the mark back in the 90s, I remember. Exactly. Now it's like $300 million. Really, really. But, but so, so we're talking about, I'm just talking about the gross, high gross movies, movies that made money compared to Waterworld, but not movies that I would consider important movies. They're like 34, in my opinion, that came out. I would say notable. I'm just yeah. going to give you a highlight of the few that I found that came out that year, which I would say are probably better than Waterworld, just as films. Like I like Higher Learning, good movie. Yeah. Friday, Braveheart, Usual Suspects, Leaving Two Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, three three really solid movies in a row right there. Yeah. Casino, Casino. I love that movie. Heat, Heat, Heat. Oh man, Four it, Rooms influenced that's Dark Knight, Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Like and so when you look at that, and then two movies that I saw at your house, I clearly remember watching at your house were Billy Madison and Tommy Boy. Yeah. Like so like. As much as I say Waterworld wasn't a bad movie, it was entertaining, those movies I just mentioned were good-ass movies. They were better than Waterworld. So when you, look back, you when you look back on it like in the historical sense and think about that movie, like the way they hated on it and like what it was competing against. Maybe not Four Rooms, but... Well, okay, fair enough. But I still like... I love Quentin Anyhow, yeah. but uh, Fair enough, but like... So it's getting hated on and it's also going up against some very, very good movies. I think that paints a, a picture of it that's worse than what it really is and so I think it plays into that flop narrative because I don't think it it really wasn't a flop like when you compare it to no like, so like we said like we're trying to change we're, we're talking about the changing, perception like the perception of right. it right so numbers wise I mean it you, you can't you can't argue with the fact that it wasn't a flop and you, people are saying I've heard I've heard it said and, and, and read that well, it didn't really start making money until like, like uh, rental or or came out. Like that's not true. It it made. Well, even if it's even like, it, it, even if it made a it small made... amount, it made money. It wasn't a flop. Exactly. Like and even if you wait till rentals to make money, you're still making money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, yeah. You're so like even if it took a while to make more money, like it wasn't. It, it I say it. It wasn't a flop, no. right? Like I just can't. It's, it, express and I, that anymore. And I, I mean, bet you, like dollars and donuts, Kevin Costner's still getting checks. 
from Waterworld. Probably. Because they, because have, I heard him, he was interviewed on it recently for the 20th anniversary, and he said that it's it's pop, really popular overseas. And, I mean, that's pretty obvious. I mean, it made $175 million in almost yeah. $176 million in foreign box office, yeah. which in today's numbers is uh, $327 million, right? That's so, like, if it, if it came out today, exact same quality, right? It... it, it Makes almost five hundred million dollars, right? You know, and that—that's exactly. almost sequel worthy. So it goes back to the perception, right? And and and, and that's that's it. Like it, it's the perception. Does it perception? Movie... Yeah. And and if you take away the rumors, which some of them were true, some of them weren't, it doesn't really matter, right? Right. We talk about this all the time. Like all these rumors came out about World War Z, not a flop. Yeah, it's gonna be a good movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all these rumors came out about uh, Fantastic Four bad movie still not considered no one really talks about it as like the flops of all time right and if, if, and if you, and it may not even have been considered such a bad movie had it not received such negative press going into the film like you know like but so so again the thing is the thesis was this movie should not be considered a flop and and, and the thing is like we're gonna do the caveat that it's the perception so I'm with you let's get rid of the rumors a lot of it still goes back to the reviews right yeah, which I think we're informed by the some of the agreed rumors but, and agreed. stories coming out. The thing is, like, the, the two things, like the reason I want to come back one more time about actual flops, like when we talk about this movie made money, there are movies that lost money. I'm talking about lost money. I mean, like tons of it. One hundred and twenty-seven million, two hundred nine million dollars lost on John Carter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Lone Ranger, ninety-eight to one hundred ninety-five million. The one that I wanted to talk about, because when we when we were researching this movie, we came across the term Fishtar. Fishtar and Kevin's Gate. Kevin's Gate, exactly. So Reference Ish- to Ishtar and, and Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate. Ishtar, uh, I can't remember, I think it was a Dustin Hoffman movie. Uh, it came out in 1987, lost $86 million. Yeah. You want to see, a, you want to ask Kevin Costner about a flop, ask him about The Postman. That movie came out in 1997 and lost $104 million. Yeah. Like... When we're talking about the one thing we got to talk about with Waterworld is its budget was insane, and to make up even was kind of preposterous, but it still did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I, th- and I think it was a little bit about like where you know you kind of get to like it's kind of like we put Kevin Costner on a pedestal, right? Society did because we liked his movies, and the minute you saw anything that seemed a little bit like abnormal, like oh my god, he's spending all this money. Oh my god, he's spending all this money on. On, yep. on a on a villa and he's cheating on his wife while he's doing it like like we just want to tear, tear someone down, down. Mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think it was warranted in this case because it I mean it was a movie made on fucking water right right, right? like like yep. who going into like I they had to know going into that movie that man this shit might not go exactly to plan right because we're we're basically filming an entire movie we're building oh, like like, an, like a neighborhood in the water. on the water it's exactly. like come on in the middle of the tough. fucking ocean agree no so right? i'll give you that that was tough so i guess what i'm trying to get back to is that the like the thing that really plays into this notion of being a flop always goes back to the reviews and like i guess that's what's going to influence my decision on whether or not this merits a an alternative history like should it not be considered a flop or should it be considered a flop and should we, should we change that from people? And the thing is, for me, Brian, like, man, I I really don't want to hate on this movie, but I think some of the reviews, when you take away the rumor shit, they kind of do nail a lot of the problems with this movie. And, like, 
There are things that we didn't talk about, which I have to bring up right now because we're bringing because we're talking about it. One last thing. Another reason I hate this movie. Not hate this movie. The reason I sort of hate this movie. They have oil, right? On the on the Exxon Valdez, <laughs> oil, like yeah. Now, unless every vehicle that's left is now an oil gas combination, you can't just make oil run your vehicles. Like you need an oil refinery or something. So you're telling me that the Exxon Valdez now had an oil refinery on it, or like I thought thinking about that. I'm like, no, oh, this doesn't make so, any fucking sense. Yeah, man. I know, I'm I know. Sorry. It's one of those like, things where they like when they when when they're making the movie, they expect it a little bit. Uh, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. yeah, I'm with that. And I'm all about. But they disbelief. they were getting too in detail with it. You know what I mean? They still like, had the captain yeah. of the Exxon Valdez who fucked, who was the one that made it the was, mistake. Uh, uh, what they call him, Saint Joe? Yes. Yeah, they had a picture still of him up there. there. Like, like, they had a picture of him up, and he was like their patron saint. Like, like, how are they got? How are people still smoking <laughs> cigarettes in packs, man? People be rolling that shit. Be real with that. Like, like, like I hate to say, I hate to nitpick, man, because I, 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 at the end of the day, it's an entertaining movie, but I. If you take away the the like the rumor shit from the from the reviews, like from Roger Ebert's, at the end of the day, he he hates on it right off the bat by talking about his controversy, which kind of pissed me off. I was like, well, that's the, that's what exactly what Brian are talking about. Like, how can you really give a good review if you're not gonna give the movie a chance? But once you sit through it and say you forget about it, he he said that he couldn't recommend it for other people to watch it. Just watch yeah. it once. Like, but does that make it a flop? Not that it makes it a flop, but I think that. Because of the holes in the film, it allows for the reviews to hold more water than they than they, yeah. than they would without the rumors. Sure. So where I'm, so I know we, whenever we like when we talked about the jazz singer and a couple like some other stuff, we talk about like social influences, right? How yeah. it how it affected the greater society. So that's a big deal. And and not only I mean if you say Waterworld to anyone it's it's it, it's basically synonymous with with flop so yep. there's that right? right and and that to me shows that the all the rumors all the all the stories reported about it um, before it even came out pretty much stuck and are it's in the it's in the general narrative it, right it negatively influenced the movie so, yeah sure. so but like when you look at it water wa- there's a Waterworld show at Universal uh, Park a theme park it's to this day, it's still a top attraction. Top attraction. Um, there's there were the, when it came out, there were video games on multiple platforms. Video games coming out like two, three years even after the movie came out. Still, See? Yeah. They, they were still making video games for it. And to me, this is like the peak of 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 social uh, influence. If, if there was a Simpsons reference, uh, Milhouse is playing a, a he's in an arcade. He's playing a video game called Waterworld. And it says, "Please enter forty quarters." So he puts <laughs> quick put the forty quarters in. Kevin Costner, the video game version of Kevin Costner, takes one step, and then it says, "Game over." <laughs> Please enter another forty quarters, and then Millhouse, of course, obliges. Hilarious. Um, See, little, no, exactly. Yeah, we, when we talk about the jazz. So like, and like right now on Fox stuff. News, I mean I don't know if it's on right now, but there's a show on Fox News called Waters World. And it's basically some right wing dude spouting out his thoughts, right? I mean, it's a play on water. It's a play like, on the words, yeah. yeah, for sure. And and we always talk about uh, with movies, we talk about whether or not it's being considered for a remake, especially when it's got some some age on it, like Waterworld does. Granted, this is not the most prestigious of of, of possible remakes, but Sci-Fi was considering uh, making a um, a Waterworld reboot, apparently, at some point. Um, a movie. I think it was a movie. Okay. Maybe it was a Mason. Nice. I don't know. 
But they, they scrapped that. But, like, lo and behold, they got two movies that came out recently. One called uh, Planet of the Sharks. The other one called Empire of Sharks that revolve around, like, the world being mostly water and sharks fucking shit up. So it's... It'd be nice if there was any kind of aquamarine life in Waterworld, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's some, but whatever. <laughs> I When I watched it, I wasn't like, damn, where are all the fish? I know. I was like, Kevin I'm, Costner's the shit. That's I, what I was thinking and, when I watched and it. And I felt that way, say, when I watched the movie... 22 years ago but now as someone who's much more informed on science fiction and watched so much more science fiction movies and, and, and like obsessed with that shit like I just got real bothered with them like toying with science fiction ideas and not exploring them when they could have just explored them a little bit and would have sharpened up the movie so much more so let me ask you this yes since we are alternative history some alternative casting would, would maybe any of these guys changed your mind on the movie uh, so for the role of Deacon um, there was uh, Samuel L. Jackson, which who, which uh, he turned it down to do Die Hard with a Vengeance, which you mentioned. Which is came a great out that damn. Movie. Oh, yeah. man. So Gene Hackman turned it down. Uh, James Can. Sonny Corleone. Uh, Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary Busey. That would have been oh, batshit crazy if Gary. I mean, Gary Busey's already batshit crazy. Oh, so, oh, no. So Sonny Corleone or Jules Verne. Would have been the vegan. That would have been sweet. Yeah. I wouldn't have it with that. I wouldn't have it with that. I don't work. I it's like, get this motherfucking mariner <laughs> off my motherfucking boat. Um, wonderful. Gary Busey, like I said, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. That would have been good. Morpheus. That would um, be nice. And Jack Nicholson, but I guess they uh, deemed him too expensive. I, like, I don't think he would have fucking done it anyways. But, and... Funny. Another guy from... So, another character from uh, the motorcycle movie. From... Uh, 1968. Uh, Easy Rider. Easy Rider. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. And awesome. then, uh, so Anna Paquin was considered for Enola, which is alone backwards. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah, but didn't I mean, she, she's never alone in the movie. But I don't didn't know, Anna sense. Paquin also, in this time, make the piano, or wasn't she in that movie? Or yeah, I think like she won. Didn't she win an or Oscar? Or nominated for Best Actress. Something like that. And uh, at one point, Robert Zemeckis was in, in line to direct, possibly. And these might all be rumors too, but you told me Josh Whedon did rewrites. Josh Whedon did some rewrites, which he is quoted as saying it was like six weeks of hell, seven weeks of hell, where he basically just kind of dictated whatever Kevin Costner said. And Josh Whedon did have a good criticism of the movie, like why would you make the alter, like the the ending action sequence basically on 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 a boat where you you you're, you're there's no you can't really even see the water. Oof. Yep. And, 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 and there's a plane involved and it's got nothing to do with actual, the actual water it should have been like a fight on the sea mm-hmm. which Agreed. technically they were Even they, though you were doing but it was on a movie. boat that's the size of a right. city block um, but yeah I mean so <clears throat> the way I look at it <clears throat> excuse me is it to me it's not the perception of it was that it's a flop and I don't feel that the perception meets the reality. Was it a mediocre movie? I agree. It yeah, is, right? Yeah, yeah. The reviews were bad, but I don't think they were... I think they were more on the scathing end because of the audacity to make a movie for $176 million in 1995. Right. Which it was the most expensive movie ever made. Before that, it was T2, I think. Then it was this movie, and then a couple years later it was Titanic. Titanic, of course. Never Maybe. seen it, but it's a gigantic success. I heard it's good. Never but, seen it either. Yeah. So, so to me, at that point, it's like, well, you know, how 
it's just not, I can't I don't understand why where the perception came that it was a flop. Didn't lose any money for 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 the, the only person that may have lost money was Kevin Costner because he didn't get his fifteen percent. He did get paid twelve point five million, so I'm not feeling bad for him. They said it had a slow opening weekend. Which we didn't really talk about, but yeah. that's what that's so that could also and everyone knows that's where you're gonna make most of your money, and and, and then it didn't make it in the opening weekend. Yeah, so 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 then let me ask you: you are suggesting that this film merits an alternative history? That the perception was incorrect. Correct. Very good. Correct that the perception is incorrect. I, I'm sorry, man. I I I don't think it merits an alternative history. Like I think that the I think the reviews are are there for a reason. And when you think about it some more, some of the other aspects of this movie, which I just can't get past. Like I say, I wish I wouldn't have watched it again because I liked it much more when I was younger. Just let me put it this to you. Let me put it to you this way: the introduction that we had to the Mariner is, like you said, or maybe we didn't talk about it. He is pissing, and he drinks <laughs> his own piss. Like, and then he uses the rest of that water to water his lemon tree. Think about iconic intros to big time characters, dude. Just think about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or, or, like, think about, like, even a movie I like, it's not such a big movie, Assault on Precinct 13, where we're introduced to Ethan Hawke. Like, those are good introductions. This is a big-ass movie. That's how you start it? Like, you, there's so much hype going into this movie back in the day. Like, you know that people really want to see this. And that's the first thing that we see. Is you, uh, that did not... I can't, I can't argue. I mean... When I was 16, I thought it was pretty awesome because I thought... I forgot about that shit. Like, I didn't remember Toilet, like toilet humor at 16 was, like, right up my alley. Fair and that's kind of, to me, toilet humor. I, but, I, just, I just think that... But, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, and, and I've heard it said that it was a metaphor for the rest of the movie where, basically, it's... You're... <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I wouldn't say it that far. Because at the end of the day, I think it's still an entertaining movie. Like, I didn't, I'm not mad that I watched it. I don't want to come off too hateful because I know I feel like I've been hating the whole time. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Like, it's fun to watch. But when you when you watch it with a critical eye, you can see where it's not based on the rumors, where they are criticizing the movies. The critiques are on. Like they, yeah. they, they make a lot of valid, valid points. And if the reviews are going to play a role into why this is a flop, maybe you should have made a better fucking movie. Like, I agree. And I think that it, I think it comes down to a little bit where it probably would have been a more tighter movie if it hadn't, it hadn't been for uh, the director, Kevin Reynolds, leaving during the editing process. From my understanding is he wanted to make it more action orientated. Kevin Costner wanted to do more character building, mm-hmm. mainly with his character what, because he was yeah, stiff as a fucking board. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean we could we could talk about should it have been edited differently, you know, turn the picture that way. But like I said, I'm not trying to change the movie itself. I'm not trying to really defend the movie. I mean, I know it's basically like a C plus movie, but to me it's not a flop. I can't see how it can be perceived as a flop. I think that it's just kind of some vitriol, uh, you know, scathing reviews People based like to off hate of. Yeah. Hate. I, I, so I to me, that. to People me, to me, it's not a flop. I'm not I'm not saying it's a great movie. Not saying it's a perfect movie. At the time that I watched it, I loved it. Um, it's still, I still find it entertaining. Yeah. So I feel it's for me, like I said, knowing it's not a flop from what we've learned, I just, I will not give it the alternative history and that the perception has changed because. Sure. Because it's not a flop, but I can see why the perception is as it is. Because it is kind of a convoluted movie, and it has some holes in it, man. Like if they just and, and I feel like I was just bitter at it because I feel like they could have done they did all this shit to it. If they would have just just done a little bit, they could have covered those holes. Yeah. And then some fanboy types like myself wouldn't be bitching about little things. We couldn't, you know what I mean? And that's where I get frustrated when I watch this movie again. I'm like, 
could have fixed this. You could have fixed that. You didn't need that. It would be so much tighter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but whatever. That, that's what I say again. I don't want to hate on it too much. I just can't give it an alternative history. Awesome. Uh, well, I think you're wrong, but anyhow. So, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, does uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think Waterworld sucks like Rod thinks? Or do you think it's a perfectly good movie like I think? Uh, let us know. We're at Alternative History Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Alternative History at Alt History PC. So yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, does the sound of our voice want to? You know, does it make you feel like you're going to have rectal prolapse? <laughs> Are we? Or do you think we're full of shit? Do we suck? Let us know. Reach out to us anytime. Peace. Have a great day. Thank you very much.